distortion. Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. My name is Brando, episode number 441. We welcome to the podcast uh, two ladies that you may know, but it's a debut episode, uh, debut album, so you don't know. So we're going to get into all that. So that's why I'm calling this Appetite for Discovery. We're going to learn all about the gems. So first, the name I know I'm going to get right. As I mispronounce almost my own name half the time, Mona Lindgren. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. I I I knew Mona's easy, Lindgren, because uh, I'm an Islanders fan. It was an old Islanders player, Todd Lindgren, played for the Canucks. I got that right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna get Miss Mancini's first name right. So Mancini is probably is the how you say the last name. Yeah. Okay. Like Don Mancini. Any relation? The one who uh, created Chucky. I didn't know there was a Mancini that created Chucky. I always think about uh, Henry Mancini or, you know, Mancini. There's a you know the football player that play or soccer player Mancini or. Look! Look it up. You know any of these? I think it's spelled uh, the same name, but the first name I gotta get my, <laughs> I gotta get my my lips and my mouth ready. Yeah. Genirka. No. no. Genirka. <laughs> Sorry. Genirka. <laughs> Genirka. In the front. <laughs> you gotta roll your tongue. Genirka. Genirka. See. Yeah, that was pretty good. Well, I'm gonna uh, New York it up. I gotta go Ganirka, Ganirka. So, well, I apologize in advance because we were practicing off the air, and I just uh, I'm the radio professional, and well, it's because it's a Swedish. You're both Swedish, right? Yeah, but my names aren't Swedish. <laughs> all right. So where the what is the origin? See, now we're going all the way back to figure out yeah, where the names come oh, from. Well, my parents are from Uruguay, so they immigrated to Sweden in the 70s. So I'm born in Sweden. Uh, but uh, my last name is Italian, so I'm like mixed. And my name, Garnica, is actually a um, little village in Spain that, uh, uh, I mean, it's a pretty dark story, but it was bombarded by like the fascists, the Nazis in 39. They like, killed a ton of civilians in Guernica and then Picasso made a painting that's an anti-war painting and that's the name and my the year I was born it uh, had like a 50 year anniversary since this anti-war painting was made by Picasso and my mom thought it would be cool to name her daughter that because it's an anti-war painting. <laughs> wow see that's that's a great story to be told in a namesake see mine's not as cool <laughs> I mean Brando for the radio but Brandon do you know who my, my, me and my brothers were named after? Soap opera, I mean, I th- soap opera stars. Who? We were named after soap opera stars. Oh, really? My mom is, was and still is a big fan of General Hospital. So mm. one of uh, uh, Susan Lucci's, that famous actress, her boyfriend's was once named Brandon. So my mom was like, oh, I like that name. So that's who I'm named after. Not oh. as uh, <laughs> I thought it was after Marlon Brandon. Uh, people think Brando. Mar- Brando. Ish. Just chop off the end. Made it sound a little bit more radio That's That's it. That's it. Uh, Mona. And now we're going to find out that you're, you're uh, named after Mona Lisa or some crazy uh, story yeah. as well. No? 
No, actually not. My parents just wanted to uh, uh, name their daughter something that's not so common and something that would be very international. Do you think Mona is international enough? <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> Mona, I think so. I think. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, I think of uh, another reference. We're go- we're going off on all tangents at the beginning. I love it. This is what I'm about. I'm, uh, <laughs> I think of the the grandma from Who's the Boss? That old sitcom. I don't know if anyone, if you understand the reference, Mona, then you'll appreciate it. But you guys don't, so that's fine. No. So, but this leads. <laughs> no, see, this is all though a plan. <laughs> this leads into the the naming of everything, as this is the birth of the gems so people may know you from your previous band thunder mother but now we have the gems which uh, i i can't imagine what it feels like when you are kind of well you named it phoenix for a reason it's like a rebirth Mm -hmm. you're kind of reintroducing yourself to people who may know you so uh kind of can you take us back to the the beginning of the phoenix where were you like hey we're the gems let's go forward let's start making music and here we are now with the new album out phoenix yeah should i take this yeah you go you start (laughs) Um, uh, we always had big dreams uh also in our uh, previous band of course we wanted thought mother to be the like break big big time like be really uh, successful in music and play the big stages and uh, we we really were on our way we worked hard and uh, we we saw like our dreams uh, uh, come true. Like we 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 got the tour with Scorpions. That's like massive. And um, but we also thought we were a real band because we we were told so by our former colleague. We and we joined on the pre- premises that we were a, a real band and a dem- democracy. And um, all of a sudden, uh, she went rogue after the U.S. tour, and he, she had planned beforehand to fire Garnica, and that was something that me and Emily absolutely would not um, uh, take. Uh, we we refused that to happen, and we could not convince her not to fire Garnica. She already had made up her mind, so we made the decision to uh, leave the band and start building something new and uh, real with uh, together with Kanika. And we started the gems and we we decided that straight away like we we always wanted to uh, uh, take rock back to the mainstream uh, mainstream uh, stages and everything make rock <laughs> modern again and we so we wanted to continue on that path. I love that, if nothing else, we know that you have each other's backs. And yeah, that's yeah. so important. You don't, solidarity. The solidarity, because you don't yeah. see that often in bands, especially in the older, in the classic rock era bands, people that you don't know if they're, what they're doing it for. Are they doing it for the money? Or they're like, what are they in it for the fame? But you can see that you're doing it for the love of, of the music and because of your friends. So I think that's, yeah. a, that's a very good uh, starting point. Uh, yeah. There's no big egos here. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. How, how did you feel when you, uh, Gernica? I mean, Gernica. Why don't you just call me Mancini? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call you. You know what? You're right. You're right. Or G. 
I was gonna do that, but I wanted. I was hoping I was gonna find it along the way, but it's clearly not. Gonna well, you happen. can pra- keep practicing, but yeah, I'll answer. <laughs> no, because no, I'm, I'm just. Gonna, I can only be a comedic relief as, as, as so long. So and I just okay. wanted to get some important things. No, I like that Mancini. So uh, Mancini. So yeah, that sounds like I'm cool. Like when people just call each other by their last uh, last name. Yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, I can't imagine the roller coaster of emotions where you. Uh, you know, as Mona alluded to, you have this real band, you're going on tour with the Scorpions and you have this moment where, okay, this, you're getting fired. However, mm-hmm. you have, it, it's not going to last in a way because you have these people that are going to support you. Um, it, was it a high and low? I mean, how can you, is there a way to describe it and, and where you are today? Yeah, I mean, today I'm really happy and I'm really, you know, just grateful that I have both Mona and Emily and that they did. I mean, they took a huge risk and step just stepping out of something that was I wouldn't call it a sure thing because it couldn't be a sure thing when you work with a person that self-sabotages, self-sabotages herself. But it was, uh, you know, we got opportunities that are very hard to get and we were all aware of that. So I'm forever grateful to Mona and Emily for that. Um, and yeah, I was I was devastated and it took me a long time to get over it. I'm, I, I, it would, I would be lying if I said I was completely over it. But today I'm at a, in a good, really good place. I'm really proud of the fact that we like in less than a year, you know, started this band, um, got it up and running and just not, I mean, just a few days ago, released our debut album. And that's tech. I mean, yeah, it's just about a year after I got fired. So I think that together, when you have the right people around you, you can accomplish so much and it's so much more, it's so much more important than, you know, having, how would I say this without it sounding weird, but, um, we knew that none of us were feeling great in that other band. And I kind of had taken it as a, uh, as like, if maybe this is how it should, how it is when you start, you know, getting kind of breaking, you know, like kind of making it like, I kind of thought that maybe this is the price I have to pay, uh, you know, to always feel like shit, (laughs) Mm. Uh, uh, you know, for these opportunities, you know, because it has to be a balance or whatever. But then I realized now that no, you, you, you know, if you get yourself out of a very toxic situation, you can actually enjoy the ride and have fun with it. And now I actually I'm excited about music again and I'm working with people that are equally passionate and music is fun. And it it really wasn't fun for a long, long time. But my passion and drive just kind of overrode like whatever feelings I was having. I was just like, no, stop. Like you wanted this for your like your entire life. So just suck it up and deal with it. But now I feel excited for the future. And I love Mona and Emily. They are like they are the best people ever. So, yeah, I'm I'm very happy. I'm I'm happy to hear that. And, And how does the the songwriting process how did it work for this new album do you come up with lyrics first uh mona did you write the music or is it a collaborative effort how does it how did these songs come about yeah some of the songs we uh, we wrote entirely in the songwriting sessions so uh, everything uh, that happened it, it it happened there in the room and every everybody contributed contributed 
contributed. And uh, some of the songs uh, were ideas from uh, any of us, like Janike could have an idea for, for lyrics or music. I could, I had some ideas and we we brought them to to the table when we were writing together and finished it. So they they came along um, a little bit different, but uh, we we finished them together, all of them. And the fun fact was, um, I had a, an idea and uh, Ganike came over to my place. It was last summer and we finished that song on my balcony, like outside. Also, Ganike, when she was recording the 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 vocals, like the demo vocals, <laughs> she sang really like low because we didn't want to disturb my neighbors. And she's a power, <laughs> she's a powerhouse singer, you know. So she was like singing powerhouse rock and roll vocals, like really low energy, as low as she could, like. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it was a nice day. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. That was force of nature. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And, and, and if people there, it's out there. I mean, obviously the album is out. Uh, you put a bunch of singles uh, out before the album dropped and lyric videos. What's been the most fun thing and what are you looking forward to? Is it touring? Is it playing this music in front of people? Mm, yeah. Work. Yeah, touring is always fun. I'm excited to get to do it with these girls and in a in a setting that's like, uh, you know, um, nice and comfortable. <laughs> we actually get to enjoy stage time and off time. <laughs> so I'm excited to get re-experiencing, experience all these things again. Uh, but it's also exciting now to see how people uh, take to our music because we are a new band and as much as we obviously sound a lot like we did in Thunder Mother because we were the ones playing music, <laughs> it's still completely new material and a new vibe. So, uh, I mean, I'm just hoping and praying that people are going to enjoy it so we can come and, you know, play everywhere and tour a lot. I'll use this as a segue, of course, to the uh, the Guns N' Roses theme that we, we spoke about uh, off the air. Um but that's kind of like the use of the name you know when axel rose when it was just him in the band yeah dizzy reed whatever people were thinking like oh it shouldn't be guns and roses anymore it should be axel but you mm. know the name is it i don't want to put a, a word but uh in your mouth but is it weird like uh, to see that other entity still exist even though we really have <laughs> the heart of it here in, in a new form is it like, or do you just not pay attention and you're just doing your own thing? Mm, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think it looks a bit weird, uh, seeing, um, I just saw in, in my, um, in my feed that, that they are celebrating 15 years of rock and roll and like they, this band celebrates 15 years of rock and roll and it's a completely new lineup and, uh, like when, if they say like, oh, listen to our songs, that for me, uh, that sounds weird because I know it's Emily and Janika who wrote these songs together and with uh, with Philippe and a songwriter and they are playing on the album. So, and I, for everybody who don't know, I was only a part of Thunder Mother for two years. So I, I speak about uh, the, the work that Janika and Emily did in their seven years of being part of Thunder Mother. So, um, 
I think it feels a bit weird sometimes seeing seeing different uh, see what they are saying. It's I like, think it's super weird. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's because it's a natural thought to have. It's like uh, the story of when Slash went to go see Guns N' Roses mm. when it was a whole new lineup and he was actually asked to to leave. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I just wanted to see Guns N' Roses from the audience now. So it's it's got to be. I always because I'm I'm not musically talented, but I always look at it so much as like an ex boyfriend, a girlfriend, like a relationship. Yeah. It's uh so there's a lot of variables there, but that's what's that's in the past. We have the gems now, which is uh yeah. which is pretty uh, kick ass if I do say so myself. But the thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll try it one more time. I'm gonna do it. I have it literally spelled. Can do it. I can blame. I can blame my speech impediment that I had as a child that somehow is coming back to me. I could do that, but <laughs> I'm not. Guernica. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. All right. See you. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Only took me uh, <laughs> how long? 20 minutes to get it right? <laughs> uh, I, I was reading the person who helped us uh, set up this interview that you do have some influence uh, with Axl Rose in your style of singing in uh, November Rain. You have memories of watching that on TV? Yeah, uh, I do. I, yeah. I I mean, it's kind of sad in this. In this I mean, I... When I was a kid, I was a pretty lonely kid. <laughs> so MTV became like my friend. I mean, it's so sad, but I was very, I was, I was had glasses. I was very like, I didn't have much friends as a kid. Glasses. I still have glasses, but I have contacts okay. now. But when I was really, really young, I, I don't remember hanging out with so many people. Like I, I really TV and MTV was kind of my my friend i remember the summer vacation like i would sit and just you know i enjoyed watching mtv and videos and yeah november rain has made a huge impression on me and it's still today one of my favorite ballad rock ballads ever and and yeah axel's I, I have like i feel like i haven't realized it until like you know just a few years ago but how much he's actually influenced the way that i sing and how i do things mm. um especially like the more rhythmical type of vocals uh which we have on our uh track running so he's always in the back of my mind kind of because i i really like that more rappy type thing i thought you were gonna <laughs> say you're doing the snake dance now on stage oh i do i actually used to do it <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm way more influenced than i want to make it look like <laughs> okay well yeah. I, I i i dig it i dig it uh <laughs> mona any influence uh, on you i actually learned how to play the guitar by watching uh, use your illusion uh, number one the live show from uh, live from tokyo i think yes yeah. and um yeah I, I watched that but i also watched uh, other concert movies of course like the last waltz woodstock Queen, uh, but especially I, I used to watch uh, th this uh, uh, Use Your Illusion one, it's like over and over again, and learning the solos uh, by ear. And um, I, I just watched it now before this interview again, and I realized that Slash uh, influenced my style of playing really much uh, because he he has such a great tone. It's it's not super complicated or fast or anything, but every every note he plays has a great and full tone, 
and uh, all of his bends are like pitch perfect if you think about it and i i feel i i always get to hear i have a good tone in my guitar playing and i think i'm very influenced by him um not maybe not i didn't think about it but it's just um um it got the way it got because i i watched this um concert so many times it it just uh, um, I develop I developed my style of playing because I watched this so many times. I think I enjoy both of your stories. I think are more relatable than you think about having your only friend being MTV or the, or the TV or learning the music from watching concerts. From it's uh, just simply as simple as that. I mean, I wish I was look at it, you just pick it up by ear. I mean, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. And that yeah. that's this is what, my first guitar. Uh, I got it. This is I got it when I was seventeen, because my father uh, saw me watch <laughs> watch the live uh, DVDs all the time. So uh, and this was way more expensive than he than he thought. <laughs> uh, but I got it anyway, and I I I wanted to have a Les Paul because of uh, Slash. So this is why I play Les Paul, <laughs> and this is a Les Paul custom. It's, Look at that. I played it ever since I was 17. And this guitar has been with me through all the 10,000 hours of practicing and all the shows. My first show, my biggest shows, like all the, it's, it's been with me all the time. Do you have a name for it? Do you name your guitars? Uh, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was a silly question. That's like, that's how you know when I'm, I'm, not, I'm a non-musician. Yeah, this one is called Peter. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Peter, I don't know why I went with Peter. But uh, I love it. It, it. it goes to show you not only are both of you supremely talented, but you're just fans when it comes down to it. And you're just down there with people. And I just... Uh, can't be ha I'm more happy for both of you to be in this great band this with this rebirth this phoenix with your friends making kick-ass yeah. music and um with no any dates any like what can be next i mean the album is now now we can't bigger than uh, get bigger than that right. but what can we look forward to what's the best way social media website what's the base, best way to keep track of uh any news for the from the gems we have our website, which is thegems.se, uh, and there you can find links to. You sh there should be. I haven't actually checked that web page in a while, <laughs> but <laughs> everything should be on there. <laughs> and we're doing our best to like keep our YouTube channel interesting and like uh, adding. We have a lot of like acoustic versions of songs and covers. Maybe we should do like a Guns N' Roses song, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It should be now that we've talked about it and we both are influenced and and, and Mona has a great story that I wish she could tell before we have to wrap it up if that's where we go. Oh no, if, if you're we can get in another story. I mean, it's a podcast. There's no time limit. Yeah. The only thing is I, I hear my my 9-month-old son in the back kind of uh, oh. fussing a little bit, but I think we got some more some more time. What's the, what's the story? No, I just realized I, I learned everything about rock by watching uh, Slash. And uh, I saw that Slash always used to uh, take off his shirt and like play without shirt. Because I thought like, well, he gets warm and he takes off his uh, T-shirt. Like, that's oh, all right. That's how you do it. And I was 17 and like playing my first few shows. And I was like, 
yeah, maybe I can't take off everything. Maybe I need to have the bra on, but still I play guitar. So I, and Slash don't have a shirt. So yeah, I, I play in bra. That that was like, oh, that's how you do it when you play rock and roll, because I learned it from Slash. And then I found out really the the hard way that it's not the same if you're a girl <laughs> in italy too like the worst yeah, italy and like all the guys were like gathering around and were like just stared and was really creepy and it was well but slash the slash does it yeah. oh. The double standards. I mean, I know uh, <laughs> the, the ladies like Slash, and even fellows like Slash. But yeah, no, it's it's it is a different double standard. And uh, I mean, also innocent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're... I think that's what's so cute about that story. It's that it was so pure and innocent. It was just like I'm just looking up. This is my idol. Yeah. He's doing it this way. Then why shouldn't I be doing it this way? And then she does a ton of shows <laughs> in just her bra, and people are just like. Uh, like the reaction is not what you would expect if you just go in with like that very like innocent mind yeah no i i really i respect that because you weren't trying to be edgy you were like this is just what you do you get warm and you just take clothes off like that it wasn't like a sexy thing either like just (laughs) rock and roll (laughs) i assume mona you don't do that anymore i assume no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just making that clear. Well, uh, Mona Guernica. Yeah. Yes. Thank you both so much for coming on today. And I really hope we get to do this again in the future. Yeah. Hope so too. Thank you for having us. You got it. So that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. security, I'm going home.